From Hollywood, California, the makers of old gold cigarettes present the Comedy Theater. The only radio program that brings you every week the greatest stars in the greatest comedies. Tonight's play is the universal picture Hired Wife, adapted from the original story by George Beck and starring Joan Bennett and Robert Page with Edmund McDonald. And here is the director of the Old Gold Comedy Theater, Mr. Harold Lloyd. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. In selecting our cast for this evening's Old Gold Comedy, we did something which is very unusual out here in Hollywood. We had someone read the script. <laughs> That, of course, was a big advantage, and it told us that the girl we'd need to play, Kendall Browning, would have to be gay, charming, lovely to look at, and unusually intelligent. <laughs> now, you must admit, that is quite an order to fill, unless you have someone like Joan Bennett. The man who read the script further told us that Stephen Dexter had to be tall, masculine, executive, and that he must have universal appeal. So since Hired Wife is a universal picture, and since Robert Page is a universal star, here he is, our own Stephen Dexter, Robert Page. <laughs> our play tonight, Hired Wife, is a story about a man and his secretary, a single man. And when you add together a highly eligible single man, the president and sole owner of Dexter Cement, and a secretary like Kendall Browning who completely runs her boss's life, or thinks she does, well, you get a situation that is more than likely to start like this. Kendall Browning is being called on by an old friend. Jose, why did you come up here to the office to see me? Uh, Kendall Carey, uh, it is because, uh, how do you say, because I want to Touch you. Touch me? Do you know what you're saying? It could be, be I have used the wrong kind of English. Uh, what I mean is I want to uh, bite you. What? No, no not you, Kendall. I, I, I wish to bite your pocketbook. Oh, so that's it. <laughs> A little loan. Well, Jose, my amigo, for future reference, and I'm sure you'll be needing it, the expression is to put the B on me, except next time it won't be on me. How much of a bite is it this time? Uh, shall we say... Uh, no. Uh, uh, then uh, maybe not so much. Yes. Fifty? No. Forty? Uh, no. Twenty? How does ten sound to you, Jose? You offer me, Jose Antonio Francisco de Fragosa de Grandanda, ten measly little dollars. I do. I'll take it. <laughs> Here, Jose, and now why don't you settle your financial problems and run out and marry some nice horse-faced millionaires? Oh, I try. Believe me, I try, but every time I get ready to explode the question to ugly rich women, I get a call in the feet. Yeah, I know. Money isn't everything. See, si, see. Si. Oh, I'm... Uh, tell me the scandal. You work for a very wealthy man, no? Yes. He is handsome, no? He is handsome, yes. He's got Mark. He's handsome, uh... Why nothing happened? No, Stephen's no woman hater. He has a mad moment now and again, especially in the spring. You know how a man acts in the spring, Jose. Oh, see, si, see. In spring, young man's things turn to lightly love. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
lads close enough. When he gets those attacks, they're sudden, violent, and serious, but they soon run their course, and his temperature stays normal until the next time. Ah, that is not love. That's K-fever. <laughs> uh, it's very much like it. He seems to catch it from blondes, and when he goes around humming, he's a sick man. I do not like him. How dare he hums to a blondes when he can hums at you? Well, he did make a pass or two four years ago when I went to work for him, but I put him in his place. Yeah, good opening move. No, bad. He stayed there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's spring now, no? Maybe next day he fall in love again. Maybe this time he hums at you. See? He's hovering now. Well, I've got to go, Jose. That's Stephen. Hasta la vista, compadre. Drop in when you need another dime. Come in. Good morning, Stephen. I didn't see you come in. Naturally, I've been here since eight, trying to figure out our new advertising campaign. Because if we don't do something drastic, the Combine will have the Dexter Cement Company out of business. Well, how about finding a different angle on our advertising? That's just what I've been thinking. Come here. Look out this window. Out that window? Well, what are you going to do? Drop cement bags on their heads? No, no. Look again. Well, there's nothing there but a billboard, a picture of a car, and a girl. Exactly. What do you think of her? Nice line. Very. And an automatic rumble seat. I'm talking about the girl, not the car. <laughs> that girl personifies everything our cement does. Grace, enduring beauty, strength. Kendall, who is that girl? I don't know the name, but the faces on the canned tomatoes I use. <laughs> look, Kendall, I'm serious. I've got to find the girl who posed for that poster and use her face as the symbol and trademark of Dexter Cement. That's perfect casting. She looks like Gravel Gertie. <laughs> now look, young lady, I want you to find that girl and arrange an appointment. I'll, uh, I'll see her personally. All right, Stephen, but wouldn't it be easier and cheaper to pay her off right now? And what did you say your name was again, Miss, uh, <laughs> Miss... Uh... Kendall Browning, Miss Waldron. I'm Stephen Dexter's confidential secretary. You know, Dexter Cement... Oh, well, if it's for a posing appointment, please see my agent, Miss Browning. Miss Waldron, Mr. Dexter suggested I see you personally. Hmm, do you know what Mr. Dexter has in mind? In a general way. <laughs> will it uh, be a big campaign? I believe it will be one of his biggest. Well, in that case, I'll get in touch with him tomorrow. Oh, no, I'll call you and make the appointment. Yes, do call, won't you, darling? <laughs> but be sure it's after 11. Oh, don't worry your pretty little head, Miss Waldron. It will be late when I call you. Very late. Yes, <laughs> now that you say so, Miss Browning, I'm sure you'll call late. Goodbye. Goodbye. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Omelette flan en foutu, salade au prévençal, and will you have coffee, Mr. Dexter? Uh, please. Uh, go on, Miss Waldron. Well, uh, uh, the rest of my story isn't very interesting, Mr. Dexter. After my face appeared on Zimmer's biscuits, I was uh, made. Uh, yes, of course. Um, now, you see, what I have in mind is something new. Uh, very new in cement advertising, Miss Waldron, if you... Uh, if uh, you... Excuse me, Miss Waldron. There's a call for you. I'd like to take the phone to the table. Oh, thank you, waiter. You'll, um... <laughs> You'll pardon me, Mr. Dexter. Uh, go right ahead. Hello. 
Hello, Miss Waldron. I'm sorry to disturb you, but this is Miss Browning, Mr. Dexter's secretary. Oh, really? And you have a message for me from your um, employer? Yes, I have, Miss Waldron. My employer changed his mind about you just before he left for Chicago this morning. For Chicago? Oh, isn't that a shame? Oh, just a minute, darling. You are Stephen Dexter, aren't you? Yes, of course. Why? And you're here lunching with me at the Ritz, and you didn't leave for Chicago. Naturally, but I... I... Shh! I'll hold the receiver away from my ear, and you listen, too. Oh, well, would you mind talking a little louder, Miss Browning? There's such a hubbub here. Yes, I can imagine. <laughs> Did Mr. Dexter say what made him change his mind, dear? Well, I hate to say this, but you really want to know? Oh, of course. Well, Mr. D said, call up Miss Goofy Face and tell her she can't peddle her puss to Dexter Cement. Why, that dirty little... <laughs> Were those his exact words? Oh, I never quote Mr. D's exact words anymore. I got such bitter notes from the telephone company. I'll, I swear I'll wring her neck out. Oh, the big brute, to say a thing like that. Oh, he isn't really a brute, Miss Waldron, but between us gals, women are just, <laughs> well, they're just things to him. <laughs> well, if he should change his mind. Oh, but of course I've got your number, Miss Waldron, and I'm keeping it right in Mr. Dexter's personal tickler file. Goodbye. <laughs> so, you think women are just things, do you? You wait. Just wait till I get my hands on Kendall Browning. Did you ring for me, Stephen? Yes, I did, Kendall. Uh, did you get in touch with that model for me? Well, you told me to, didn't you? Never mind that. Answer the question. Well, this is going to be a blow to you, but she said, well, it all boiled down to no thanks. Hmm. That's strange. Well, what's so strange about it? Spring doesn't affect everybody the way it affects you, you know. No, but I was quite sure Miss Goofy Face was leaving for Chicago because she couldn't peddle her puss to Dexter Cement. You were... Oh, Stephen. Stephen, this is unworthy of you. Eavesdropping, wiretapping. Why, the next thing you'll be doing is peeping over transoms. I happened to be lunching with Miss Walden when you remembered my instructions and phoned her. Happened? You leave it to me to get her, and then you sneak off and date her behind my back. They called me last night and suggested it. In the prize ring, they call it beating a man to the punch. Hmm. Well, you're on the ropes right now, all right. <laughs> Kendall, I don't believe I could run this business without you, but I'm certain that I'm quite capable of running my own life. Did you say running or ruining? You know what I said. Now, if you're interested in helping me run the business, let's get about it. Yes, Mr. Dexter. What about the advertising campaign? I've changed my plans about using Miss Waldron. Oh, now you're cooking with gas. I've decided, if she'll have me, that after a time I shall ask her to be my wife. Now you're breathing the gas. <laughs> oh, Stephen, don't you see that... What is it, O'Connor? Mr. Dexter's attorney, Mr. Van Horn, is here to see him. Van Horn? Good Lord, he was down to a meeting with the Combine. Uh, send him right in, O'Connor. Oh, Stephen, don't look so upset. The Combine can't lick you. I hope not, but I'm certainly worried Well, about... Steve, I did my best. You mean your best wasn't good enough? Exactly. The Combine gives you until tomorrow at 3 o'clock to sell out at their price, or they're going to attach every asset and every cent you've got. Oh, Stephen, if they do that, you'll be bankrupt. Not only that, it'll be broke. <laughs> Now here's Bob Williams with something of interest to all cigarette smokers. Friends, the cellophane wrapper used all winter on old gold packages has been removed for the warm weather ahead. During this summer, and for the first time since the beginning of the war, 
Old golds again have the special protection of aluminum foil, and that's important, for it means that Old Gold's unique blend of many great tobaccos, including its touch of rare imported Latakia tobacco for extra flavor, is doubly protected. Protected by aluminum foil and by the special moisture-protecting agent we call apple honey. Made from the juice of fresh apples, it actually helps prevent cigarette dryness. Yes, the grand fragrant aroma and swell taste of Old Gold have all this protection, so you'll have your full quota of smoking enjoyment. So keep asking for Old Gold. Enjoy this finer-tasting cigarette. And now back to Harold Lloyd in the second act of tonight's Old Gold Comedy Theater presentation, Hired Wife, starring Joan Bennett and Robert Page. All right, Mr. Lloyd. Well, as the curtain rises on act two of tonight's Old Gold Comedy, Hired Wife, it appears that Stephen Dexter's very confidential secretary, Kendall Browning, is much more concerned about the threat of Stephen's marital entanglement with a blonde photographer's model than she is with a threat made by the Combine to bankrupt her employer. Because it's mid-afternoon, and we find Kendall in her private office up to her pretty little neck in But, Jose, for a man with your charm and appeal, it would be child's play to sweep Phyllis Waldron off her feet. You wish me to make love to these bottles, so she will give your boss the uh, hot foot in the heart, no? <laughs> well, that's one way of expressing it, but... Oh, Jose, you will do it for me, won't you? All you have to do is make love to this Waldron dame long enough to convince her, Stephen, that she's a gold digger, not worthy of him. But if she is really a gold digger, why pretty girl like her want to go with me? I'm broke flat. <laughs> I'll give you the money. I'll pay all the bills to make a real impression on her. Why, in a week, she'll think you're the richest millionaire in all South America. You know, send her orchids, take her to the opera, talk about your yacht and your polo ponies. Uh, no, Kendall. As much as I love you, I'm afraid I cannot do these things for you. Because with girl like that, well, I could never make it sound sincere. But she's charming. No, Kendall. She's clever and vivacious. No, Kendall. That's her picture on that billboard across the street. Uh, yes, Kendall. <laughs> Give me her address. I call her at once. Oh, Jose, I knew you'd do it. Here, here's 500. I'll go to the bank tomorrow and arrange for the rest of your expenses. But uh, what you do now? Oh, I've got to go back into Stephen's office and see if his lawyer, Van Horn, has figured out a way to save Stephen from the combine, those financial vultures. Van, Van, for heaven's sake, don't sit there staring. If the combine can steal everything Stephen has legally, then there must be another law someplace that will stop them legally. Yes, well, I... Oh, uh, no, that won't work. You mean that they can attach every cent Stephen has to his name and you can't stop them? I'm afraid that's about the size of it. While the money's in Stephen's name, there is no law which will prohibit the combine from... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What is it, Van? You got an idea? There's only one way to stop them. Well, let's get busy. If Stephen were married and had the money in his wife's name, then they couldn't touch it. Well, that's great. All we have to do then is put the money in... What? Oh, you're a great help. Stephen married, of all the ridiculous... Wait a minute, it's not ridiculous. I was going to propose to Phyllis Waldron in a few weeks anyhow. I love her and I believe she's fond of me. Since we can beat the combine at their own game by marrying her now, well, that's merely killing two birds with one stone. You said it. One buzzard and one pigeon. <laughs> Kendall. 
All right, but don't stand there. If you're going to propose to Waldron, go on. Get going. Uh, Van, don't I have to sign a lot of papers, uh, you know, transfer my holdings to the future Mrs. Waldron? Plenty. Besides that, you have to get to the bank and transfer your account. Fine. Well, Kendall, since this is a business deal, and since you're my confidential secretary, I guess there's nothing to do under the circumstances but for you to call on Miss Waldron for me. You want me to go over and do your proposing? Oh, Stephen. Kendall, you'll have to. Steve has a week's work to do in four hours. But, Stephen, to a woman, a proposal is a sacred thing. Well, you're a woman, aren't you? Has that got around? Please, Kendall, I'm getting desperate. You can say that again. Steve, for goodness sakes, come on. The bank closes in 20 minutes. Well, Kendall, will you do it for me? Yes, boss, I'll do it for you, and likewise for me. Look, Waldron, we're both gals trying to get along, so let's not be coy about this. This is strictly business. Well, I'm all ears, darling. You can say that again. <laughs> well, all I can tell you is that this will put you in spending distance of some very serious sugar. Because for certain financial reasons, it would be very convenient for Dexter to get married. In fact, he's got to have a wife before midnight. <laughs> is that all? Isn't that enough? <laughs> oh, quite enough. What do you take me for, a sucker? You'd love it, wouldn't you, Browning, if you could go back to your boss and say, Steve, that Waldron number has a price tag. But I'm not that kind of a gal. Then you're refusing to marry him? Oh, not at all. But I'm not marrying Steve tonight. Well, Dexter told me to ask you. Oh, I'm sure he did, darling. But you just trot back and tell him we'll have to wait a while. Tell him we'll, we'll wait till my trousseau gets back from the laundry. Well, if um, that's the way it is, yes, I'll tell him all right. I'll tell him that even Miss Waldron's trousseau got stuck in the ringer. <laughs> Kendall, I really owe you a lot. You saved my life by marrying me. You seem to forget, my dear husband, of 40 minutes that anything you owe me happens to be in my name. Well, at least I trust you. I wish I could say the same for you, darling. Now, look, I told you before, just as soon as this combine thing blows over, I'm marrying Phyllis Waldron. I hope. You're so sweet and businesslike. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for everything, Kendall, but it's been a hard day. I think I better be getting on home. You're going home? Anything wrong with that? Oh, no, not at all. But what am I supposed to do? Well, you go home, too, to your place. Good night, Stephen. Good night, Kendall. So you better wait around till Van Horn comes back. This last set of papers will need your signature. Don't worry, Stephen. I feel like an old-fashioned corset, dependable but uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) What am I, a nitwit? What have I got to laugh about? Oh, Stephen. Steve, darling, you poor, adorable dope. Oh, there you are, Kendall. Where's Steve? Oh, hello, Van. Steve went home. The poor thing was tired. Well, that's all right. I'll drive you back to his place as soon as you sign these papers. But I'm not going to his place. Yeah, well, it's not out of my way. My car is downstairs. What? You're not going to his place? That's right. Orders is orders, you know. But you married him, didn't you? I know, but Steve is such a little gentleman. He told me quite frankly that he was living at his place and I was living at mine. But you can't do that. Oh, that idiotic. Look, Kendall, as you move into Steve's apartment, the Combine will find out about it, and they'll have no trouble at all proving you were married just to evade attachment. You mean we would have been married for nothing? That they could prove fraud and take the money away? In ten minutes. But Steve doesn't want me there. What am I going to do? I don't care if he wants you there or not. I'm his lawyer, and you're getting your bags and moving in tonight.
But, Phyllis, you've got to listen. I certainly don't have to listen. I read what I wanted to know. Every evening paper carried the story. Stephen Dexter wed secretary. Oh, I know that's true enough, but honest, darling, it was just business, that's all. Whose business? Yours or hers? Now, look, I came home the minute it was over just to be able to talk to you and explain that the whole thing was... Yoo-hoo, darling, I'm home. Oh, you double-dealing little fixin'. What? What did you call me? Uh, no, not you, Phyllis. Hello? Phyllis, darling. She hung up. She did? Poor thing. Caught with her plans down. <laughs> now, you look here, Kendall Browning. I told you at the office that you weren't to come here, and by George, I mean it. I'm sorry, Stephen. Van Horn said I had to. Well, tell Van Horn to horn out of my affairs. He says we have to make it look as if the marriage is legitimate or the combine will be able to prove fraud. I don't care about the combine. All you care about, I suppose, is Phyllis. In a word, yes. Does she know all your money is now in my name? Why? Oh, you... Kendall, I'm afraid I let you and Van Horn talk me into something. You mean you think I tricked you into marrying me? Well, not exactly, but you certainly... All right, Stephen. If that's the way you feel, let's call the whole thing off. Maybe now that you've talked to Miss Goofyface, she understands and she'll marry you even if the Combine has all your money. That, Miss Browning, is the best idea you ever had. I think so, too. I'll see you at the office in the morning and get everything straightened out. Well, of course, our marriage being a business deal must be handled at the office, but don't be too sure of getting your blonde friend after you're rid of me. Oh, no? And may I ask why not? You most certainly may, but instead of asking me, why don't you ask her? You ask her who took her to dinner at 21 tonight. And if you're really curious, why not find out who this Jose is who's at her apartment right now? Good night, Stephen, and pleasant nightmares, you, you jerk. <laughs> well, that's life, I suppose Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose Yeah, well, I always lose Come, come, Bob Life hasn't been too unkind to you What do you mean you always lose? Well, I always lose my collar button, that's why <laughs> How sad well, a pesky thing always rolls under the bed or bureau, and there I am crawling around like a Pekingese under the furniture, banging my head, scraping my shins, just tearing myself to pieces. Why, if it wasn't for my formula, I don't know what I'd do. What formula? Well, whenever I find myself playing button-button, where's the button? I just get up on my feet and say, hold on, Bob. Why be irritated? Light an old gold. Yes, sir, smokers, you'll always find grand extra flavor in an old gold, plus special protection against cigarette dryness. Listen. Old gold's blend of great tobaccos, including a touch of tasty Latakia tobacco, is conditioned with the special moisture-protecting agent we call apple honey. Made from the juice of fresh apples, it actually helps prevent cigarette dryness. So, for a better, keener, tastier smoke, Light an old gold. Easier said than done, perhaps, since quantity is limited. And limited for these understandable reasons. First, old gold quality is held a full 24-carat standard. Second, our armed forces get first call on all cigarettes we make. And yet we're doing our best to assure your share of remaining old golds. So, if you must take substitute brands today, remember, your dealer may have old golds tomorrow. And now back to Harold Lloyd and the third act of tonight's Old Gold Comedy Theater presentation, Hired Wife, starring Joan Bennett and Robert Page. All right, Mr. Lloyd. And now let's find out how much more trouble Kendall Browning and Stephen Dexter can get into. As act three of tonight's Old Gold Comedy gets underway, it's the following morning. And although Stephen hasn't come in yet, 
Kendall is busily typing reams of papers so as to leave her affairs in good order when she walks out of the Dexter Cement offices this afternoon for the last time. Ah, Kendall, Kendall. You are the most wonderful woman in the whole world. Sorry, Jose, I don't mean to be rude, but I've got a whole year's work to get out in an hour. Oh, but who cares for working such a wonderful day, Carita? The part she sing, the trees she turn green, the blood she run over. Jose, hey, now wait, don't tell me. Uh, You're acting like a man in love. See, see, see. Oh, amor, oh, love. Oh, brother. <laughs> and Kendall, I owe it all to you. You sure do. You owe me $797 and... Wait a minute. You owe what all to me? To you, I owe everything. Because who was it that sent me to meet Phyllis Walden? Oh, don't answer. I will tell you. It was you. You mean that you've fallen for Walden? Uh, like a ton of bricks. Oh. Kendall, she is the most beautiful girl I have ever met. Present company accepted, of course. Oh, see, si, see. Si. Next to you, she is the most beautiful. So I have come back to give you all your money back. My money back? When you have love, you do not need money. Jose, my amigo, you'd better keep $25 of it. Because when that gal finds out you haven't got a nickel... Someone's going to have to pay for your bandages, mercurochrome, and crutches. <laughs> no, Kendall, you, you do not understand. You see, while I am here with you, Phyllis is with Dexter telling him that she do not wish to marry him some more. I bet. It is the truth. Stephen hasn't even come in yet this morning. Oh, I know. We've been waiting in the outside office until he come in. He, he's out there now with she. That I'll believe when I see it. Okay, you come and see it. There. Phyllis, you've only known this man two days. You can't know your own mind. I had to know him only two minutes, Steve, to know it's the real thing. But, darling, I have plans. My lawyer, the divorce. Kendall, what are you doing there? Eavesdropping? Hold everything, boss. Since this is still business, I think I can fix this whole thing up. Waldron, do you know Jose hasn't a nickel to his name? He's a society bum. Jose, is that the truth? Well... Uh, tell her, Jose, the money you spent on her last night. Where'd you get that? Uh, Kendall, uh, she gave it to me. And why did I give it to you? You, 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 you wish me to make love to Phyllis? Kendall, that was perfectly rotten of you. Was it? Well, wait till Goofy Puss makes her mind up. Well, darling, what about Jose now? Jose, is this true? You, you made love to me only because she, she, she paid you to? No, 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 Carita, no, no. I come to you because she sent me. But I made love to you because I loved you like I have never loved any other woman. <laughs> oh, Jose... Do you mean that? Oh, see, see, with all my heart, I adore you. Oh, darling. Well, I'll be darned. Stephen, I'm awfully sorry about this. I had her pegged for an out-and-out gold digger. Phyllis, do you mean you really love this man? Oh, yes. Oh, what a fool I've been. Oh, you're still being a fool, you fool. Hmm? What's that? You want a woman whom you can respect and love and who loves you, don't you? Naturally. Well, didn't Kendall promise to love, honor, and obey you? Oh, that was business. Kendall doesn't love me. Now, hold your horses, John Alden. I'll speak for myself. Kendall, Kendall, do you mean that you... Would you know if I told you? Well, no, but there is a way I'd know. There is? What way is that? By kissing you. Come here. Oh, Stephen. Stephen, if you don't mean this, I'll... Well, uh... she loves me. 
Well, so closes the story of Hired Wife. Right now, Joan Bennett and Robert Page are thanks to you for a most entertaining half hour. I enjoyed it, Harold. It was a pleasure. Who's on the old gold roster next? We're very happy to welcome next week Maria Montez, Tom Drake, and Freddie Bartholomew in She Loves Me Not. I'll be listening. So will I, Harold. Good night, folks. Until next Sunday. See you then. Hired Wife was presented through the courtesy of Universal Pictures, producers of That's the Spirit. With so much good news coming out of Europe, many of us are inclined to be over-optimistic, forgetting that there's a tremendous job ahead. So stay on the war job until released. Keep buying more and more war bonds and hold on to them. Keep supporting all home front activities and observing all wartime regulations. And now until next Sunday evening, don't let little annoyances get you down. Why be irritated? Light an old gold. Its tobaccos are conditioned with apple honey to help guard against cigarette dryness and to give you more smoking pleasure. This is Bob Williams saying goodnight for old gold. This is the National Broadcasting Company.